and ghouls of all motherfucking ages how we doing tonight this is the round table btmx i am dead dreams of silhouette death and we have a full table for you tonight let's kick it off shall we who's first i always go first somebody else go first <laughs> well I'm yeah you can go first because you can uh, say what the topic is Oh, okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> Hi, my name is uh, Caleb Strauss, and I am one of the uh, sponsors here at BTMX. 
I am also the lead singer of the band MZNZ, and I am the co-founder and co-manager of Solunar Records, a brand new artist development-based record label uh, working with uh, First Angel Media. I am a solo recording artist and uh, just launched a new studio project called The Death of Zenith. Uh, and uh, that has a single with uh, Sam Astaroth, who's joining us tonight, coming out on March 31st. He will be uh, providing lead vocals for an instrumental I did for the uh, the film Overnight that I've been working on. This is actually the opening credits song. Um, so I do a lot of different things. But uh, tonight on BTMX's The Roundtable, we have decided on the topic, uh, the rise of the genre fluid solo artist which most of us, to some extent or another, fit that bill. <clears throat> so, next! Next! Skeptic! <laughs> skeptic, who? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Skeptic. I am one half of the band Blood of the Beloved with uh, Nightshade, my musical partner, and I am 100% of the band Skeptic. Um, both of which I uh, suppose fit the topic of the evening as being uh, genre fluid uh, musical projects. Um, I'm, you know, Blood of the Beloved is also a sponsor of BTMX, and uh, yeah, we're uh, here to here to fuck shit up and have a good time. Yes, sir. We're new blood to the table, Mister. Oh, <clears throat> Go ahead and tell us a little bit, a bit about yourself and explain to the fans who you are. <laughs> oh, hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. I'm Sam Astroth. Um, I've been in the music scene for about eight years now. I was mainly running my band Astroth Incarnate until about last August. And uh, we were kind of like an extreme metal band, which evolved into like a symphonic black metal band with like theatrical presentations and stuff. And uh, that was going all well, but there was like creative limitations. So moving forward, I kind of um, just in good, uh, what do you call it? Good faith and stuff. Move forward, uh, give them the band aesthetics and took my vision kind of vision brand character, uh, Astroth, and kind of started my solo career. Which then uh, Caleb actually uh, reviewed last year when I was trying to experiment with the sound where I did this cover of uh, DMX and mix like metal rap and other things together. Um, I kind of rapped back in high school when I was like 16 to 21, like handing out to mixtapes and stuff. But then I didn't really take it too seriously back then. I was too young. So in the mid mid 20s, I didn't do much and then started my band stuff and kind of here now. Um, I like singing, rapping, screaming, and I do most of the networking, getting around myself. So I felt like I'm self-sufficient enough and my creative um, range is broad enough that I could kind of do what I want with the people I like. So that's basically what's happening this year, kind of just opening the horizons, creating new opportunities. And I started off with the Ghostbane cover. I covered a song, Fed Up. And uh, Great cover. thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. stoked to put out the song with uh, Caleb. I think uh, we hit it off right away. Send me the instrumental. I kind of just words just came to me after reading the script for the movie. 
Um, I tried making it kind of like a narrative exper uh, experience where you uh, would play through the intro of the movie and kind of the words would carry you along. And yeah, we'll see what people think when it comes up. Yeah, definitely. So our veteran, the anti-hero. What's up? I am the anti-hero. I am the entirety of the band, the anti-hero. Um, I am just, I'm a musician. I enjoy, I've recently kind of soireed into producing some stuff, trying that shoe on, see if it fits. Um, I've worked actually quite a bit with Caleb Strauss. Uh, we've done several different songs together. And I feel like I fit the topic of the evening because I don't identify with a genre at all. I like them all. I will sing them all. And if I can possibly do it, I will do it all. And he does have a lot of good tracks you've heard of on shows like Twisted Garden, Mama's Character, uh, yep. on the Underground Show, because I was just that pissed off and needed that song. Um, he's on my song. He's on don't several play. of my songs, and I'm on a couple don't of his. Don't play with me. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, he's on Don't Play Me. We did Don't Play Me together, and we did uh, Feel It in the Wind together. Those are both of my last solo album entries. And then uh, my band, MZNZ, is on his new song, uh, Cry for Help. It's going to be on his, yeah, it's going to be on his second album. His second album's kind of got a, sort of got an industrial flavor to it. It's not, uh, it's not an industrial album, but it's got a lot of industrial flavor to it, I would say. So we, I think we, I think we, are an appropriate addition to that world, definitely. I want and then, to uh, it all. yeah, and then you're also producing uh, the next MZNZ single, yes. which is a jazzy reworking of No Master called "In My Belly." Yeah, and he co-wrote the instrumental with me for that too. So our our working relationship continues, and will continue as long as you'll keep fucking with me. <laughs> of course. I've worked with every musician here to some extent or another. And if Matt walks Yeah, if he if he shows up that will still be true. Yeah. So oh, well, now, cool I'm now I'm jealous and gotta play catch up. Alright, who wants to work? You with got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool because I'm a fan of everyone here, so it's pretty cool to say. Same. So who, who are you beautiful ladies uh, being quiet, shutting up in the corner? We are quiet. So... quiet. I don't know what that is. We're <laughs> 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 yeah. the Soul Snappers. <clears throat> Our show is every Friday, and we talk about LGBTQ, recently passed bills, issues, what's going on in the LGBTQ community, as well as bringing you music and LGBTQ topics and the rights state by state that's what we're doing right yep. now and I'll yeah that's been a real call. interesting round. so if you guys don't know who i am it's sad 
but I am DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell are you? Well, I'm DJ Shadow. You see me about 90% of the week. <laughs> um, the man that never <laughs> sleeps. I host Unleashing the Best. I host uh, Great Beats and Spinning Fire. I host Soul Snatchers. For them in the background, I'm their sound technician and uh, producer. I, yeah, then I, I produce for Draxus, oh, which is my alter, alter ego, uh, my demonic clown, which actually Skeptic, the bland blood of Beloved, um, is actually the voice for the intro. And I did all the art and video work for it. Um, and then uh, I also do Twisted Gardens and I help Mama with Karen Chair. I occasionally do this show when Dead can't. Um, because whatever dead, whatever I can't do, Dead does. Whatever Dead can't do, I do. So, combative. <laughs> That's why it's great. I'm so grateful to have him as a partner. Now, who are you, Almighty oh, Whitey? The Mighty Whitey. <laughs> 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 people. Our bitch in the box. Our bitch in the box. I'm Sean Kudos. Sean Kudos. Seven five three. Uh, I'm also co-host of Unleashing the Best Underground Show, Great Beats and Spitting Fire. Um, let's see. I'm the also Bitchin' Box from Cal- Caleb Strauss. <laughs> uh, also, I'm the president Never will die. of the Nation, the SWO, known on most of the shows as the SWO. Okay, and if you guys don't know what what he's trying to say is. It pissed me off the one day, and I got tired of, like, trolls. So I came up with, whoa, what it meant stand for. stands for warning, whiny hoes of America. So now he's a slow, <laughs> he's a slutty whiny ho of America. <laughs> <laughs> any, any completely just insulting, degrading in the name we can come up with, somehow Sean winds up with. Yeah. <laughs> it always winds up back on him. And on top of that, I'm a cosplay manufacturer and custom cutlery artist. Yep. And co-host of the Underground Show and Unleashing the Best when he's not sleeping. Yeah. (laughs) What I'm not. The other man that never sleeps. (laughs) Oh, he sleeps a lot. Let me tell you. I try. It doesn't always work, but I try. Sometimes you gotta just a for effort. Just die. For, yeah, yeah. Us, uh, you know, this keeps me up. For better or worse, good thoughts, bad thoughts. It always keeps me up, though. <laughs> so if if nobody's seen, a lot of people are dropping a lot of new music. We just had Solo Death drop the actual music video to the song "Those Eyes." That's actually gonna be a part of their project overnight. Um, yep, Jeff. second official single dope. from that soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, great video, great video. How, how, how's that video doing right now? Uh, we're there, up uh... to uh, 150 views, and it's only been released for four days, or five days actually. That's great. That's yeah. entirely what's up. Yeah, that's good. So we've been getting a lot of great feedback. Like one of my producers, uh, Ryan from Ryan Beats, is like, dude. The artwork grabbed my attention, it's kick-ass, the fucking, the voice, the lyrics, fucking awesome. Yeah, that's still one of my favorites. It's really cool, it was really cool just for me as a writer to see you kind of like take my concept or that story, that theme, and like silhouette deathify it. 
<laughs> you know, well, that was gratifying yeah. just as a fan. I was like, this is so dope. This it was cool. It was cool. Well, it was easy to connect with it too because you know I've mm-hmm. been literally in that position, and if I could, you know, bring back yes. somebody that I fucking loved and reconnect yeah. with them, that would be the way to do it. You know, yep. Like, the whole video was easy to fucking put together and cut together, like. Because I had dreams of it before even shooting it. Yeah. So it was just there. It just needed to get out of my head. Because when me and Vampy got together and started talking about it, the more and more it came together. Which we'll be on the underground this Friday talking about the video. Awesome. Uh, Here's the interview up and coming Friday with him and Miss Vampy uh, about the music video. Uh, so the, so just to let you guys know now every Friday until the mid, up till June it's gonna actually have an interview for somebody special that's from <laughs> up and coming or has already made it and has made time to come on BTMX. Cool. So something new every week at that show. And you already, how do you guys feel about Drax is actually coming back? <laughs> I, like I missed his. His ugly face and his big <laughs> ass <laughs> mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your music. I'll let him know that you said that. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> give him, give him, tell him I said hugs and kisses too. Yeah, did you notice that your song is the one that ended the underground show? Oh, it did. I thought you ended yeah. with uh, Ritual of Ether. Last oh. song I heard was Ritual of Ether. You know? Yeah. Oh, what song? I heard Ritual of Ether, and then I was like in a coma. But I was at well, okay. I'm, honestly, I was in a coma about halfway. Through. Was that you no, what song did you play? It was don't play which me. one? Don't play with. Oh, me. don't play me. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I was in a bad. That mood, song. It's a good <laughs> Man, one. You know, it, it's crazy how many people like that song because the antihero and I sort of scurried in a panic to get that song together. Because what had happened is, is I had another track that was supposed to go on the album, another collaboration that fell through, and I was like, "Hey, Annie, man, I got another. Do you want to do another one? I need one more track, man." And I rushed down to where he, to his house, you know, and uh, and I was like, <laughs> "I'm not sure what we're doing with this yet. I have an instrumental. It's kind of like a jazz trip, trap hop song." <laughs> and uh, we did these really weird sort of talky verses over it, and the hook, and the, I don't know, and then people liked it. It was weird. <laughs> it, it was funny because we went outside, we did the usual, we medicated, we came back in. We medicated like. We come rolling back in, and ten minutes later, don't play me, folks. Load out. So, yeah, yeah. It was one of the least editorial experiences I've ever had doing a collaborate or well, a song with anybody, probably. So I, don't, I don't know. That's kind of part of what, <laughs> what works about it is it's just it's just it's such a weird. I mean, talk about genre fluid. I don't know what the hell that thing is. You know what? I don't think it fits in any fucking genre. Uh, think, not at I all. I think they call the genre a good time. A good time. Exactly. It's just a good time. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's, I, exactly that's what, what genre I want to call. It's a right. good time. Yeah, that's what we did. I don't know. What kind of music do you do? It's it's a good time. It's a good yeah. time. It's just, you yeah. know, it's just a good time. We classify yourself as a good time. <laughs> but, is <laughs> you know, I mean, kind of like on that topic, though, is the sort of the topic for tonight, you know, it's like, 
we keep finding different ways to identify the unidentifiable or to make a genre out of something that's not a genre. But I mean, what's interesting about genre fluid music, and this is something Sam and I talked about our first time I interviewed him for First Angel Media was like, you know, it's not that new an idea. I mean, really the first, the very first genre fluid solo artist was David Bowie, you know, yeah. and that's from early seventies, you know, right. Um, I would say maybe the very first genre fluid artist in metal was probably Mike Patton. I mean, someone to really like come from the metal scene to do things other than metal and to equate it with his metal output. Probably he was the first and that was the nineties. So none of these, like none of these artists, I mean, there's more than that, obviously, but none of them are new, you know? So the yeah. idea itself has been germinating. I feel like for decades, but only now is it really getting any kind of like, nod of respect or recognition and which is weird because i mean most lay people i know that exist outside of music don't listen to one kind of music you know like people i mean if people most are being people genuinely don't. human yeah most people don't if people right. are being genuinely human and just kind of like i don't know what this is what i'm in the mood for right now you know i mean we're all really kind of that way so yeah. it's interesting yeah. to me that it took this long for this movement to germinate as uh I guess as tangibly as it is exists right now. Mm. I think there's yeah, like even in the like there is a relation correlation to that with the genre avant garde, which kind of is mm -hmm. anything and everything. Right. But yes, avant garde music is always avant garde. That's I think by that that's the difference between avant garde and genre fluid. Is avant garde yes. like Bjork or something? I love Bjork, and she's like the female version of Bowie or Mike Patton, or right. Yeah, doing bizarre, weird things, but she's always weird. Bowie yeah. was not always weird. Was like, yeah, sometimes, sometimes he was pop. Sometimes he was yeah. red, red. Yeah. You have sometimes he was industrial. Sometimes he was funk. Yeah, exactly. We, we, yeah. Actually, we got some comments in here, guys, for you guys. We got KK Reefer, who is another up-and-coming artist who's been a part of the Underground Show. Uh, he donated when we had that huge event. Um, yeah, hey, KK. Uh, he also has been on the last uh, round as well. This is good evening, y'all. Um, we also got Michaela Stilson, who is still a model for BCMX, only a model. Uh, she's saying hi to everybody. Hi. Hello. Yeah, I see the chat. Um, and then, like, we, like you're going to say, for me, like, when, when my first cr cross genre for me was when it was when Rent Run DMC was with uh, Aerosmith. The lead singer. Mm -hmm. when they, when they did that. And then the next time oh, for me, Michael, Michael Jackson and Elvis Presley. Yeah. Mm. Going back that far. Michael I, Jackson was huge for me growing same. up. Michael Jackson was enormous for me. Yeah. You take yeah, it back. Here. Yeah, no, but, he was. Yeah, you're right. He was relatively genre fluid. I mean, he because you know, like he collaborate with Notorious B.I.G. and then he'd collaborate with Slash and Guns yeah. N' Roses too. You know. Yeah. Pop music, yeah, absolutely. Pop music, in a sense, kind of is genre fluid by its nature. It's really funny because it is. Yeah, whatever works. Whatever works. Like if you think about a Kid Rock's album, uh "Devil Without a Cause," that was more than one genre on that CD. Yeah, yeah, he was like part of the new metal movement. You know, the like. When the, yeah, uh, and he was he was very brazenly about like well, I listen to a lot of different kinds of shit. You know? Have you guys ever heard of the band Stain? Yeah. Stain, oh, yeah. 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 The lead singer Aaron is acting out a country singer. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, yeah, I've heard, I've that. heard that. I haven't, I haven't looked into it at all, but I've, uh, yeah, yeah. I've oh, heard he that he shifted. Did, uh, he did the newer version of um, Country Boy, and it sounded fucking amazing. It oh, kind of yeah. makes sense. He's got. He's always had a little bit of that. Playing, playing yeah. <laughs> and he's southern, you know. He's from Florida, so. And then you also but, got. Yeah. Like, you also got the artist and the guitarist from the band Shinedown, who is doing like random covers. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he does a lot of different things. Billy Idol. Oh, and you got. You know, I mean, look at uh, look at what Corey Taylor does outside of Slipknot. You know, yeah, he well, works with, with a lot project. of different kinds of people. Right. Yeah, his his album, his solo album, is all over the place. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's I, uh, I like, what, what, artists uh, like that. Yeah, sure. they're my favorite kind. They're Jonathan my favorite Davis, kind. Man. Jonathan Davis, look at the music he does. Yeah. Oh, hey, um, I just got a message from Mad Clock. He's trying to join the stream, but he doesn't know where to go. Somebody wants to shoot him the link real quick. He uh, he said he just got in, but he's trying to join. I find that band's like System of a Down or one of those genre fluid bands. A lot of people For put sure. them in their new metal category, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't fully understand new metal because you have bands like Mudvayne and then yeah. you have bands like Limp Biscuit, and it's like those two don't that, belong yeah, in the same. They have anything in common? Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's well, such a broad new, arc. New metal was the, that whole project. That whole pro, like MZ MZ is like all industrial metal, right? So right. that was, that's kind of what System of the Down was. And then when they kind of like separated it and Sertankian kind of did his own thing, it had a whole unique sound. That's what made him different. Yeah, he's very genreful. Yeah, his, his solo album is very genreful. Like, the Dillinger uh, Escape Plan is another up. band that really celebrated that. Do you, get, yeah. do you know that he has worked with artists like Tech Nine? Yeah, I love that yeah. song. Oh, yeah. Huh? Straight out the he's, worked with, uh, <laughs> he's worked with Saul Williams, too. So um, Sertankian another a rapper. song with Tech Nine? Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. I heard that yeah, one. it's yeah. great. Call straight out the gate. He also has a duet with Mike. A lot of a lot of people don't know this, but Serge Tanky and also has a duet with Mike Patton called Bird's Eye. It was from a movie. Oh shit! Really? Like oh, damn, 2008, I 2000, yeah. yeah, I can't remember the name of the movie, but like, yeah, it's like the, whoever did the score composed the music, and then it's a it's a duet between Serge and Patton, and it's like <laughs> as ridiculously <laughs> amazing as you would expect that sound too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. It's it everything's an interesting mental picture, yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. We got uh Twisted Seco saying what's good, BTMX family. Much wicked. Hey, Twisted. Um we also we, I also dropped your links over on Facebook, guys. So anybody watching want to check out one of these artists for yourself and their music, you can actually click on the link right there on the Facebook and be able to go straight into all their music to know what they're talking about and judge for yourself if they're actually gen genre fluent. And then you can give them feedback. Thank you. It's actually really nice getting the feedback. I think the main reason that like the movement or so kind of becomes uh, coherent and in the topic is because of the newer, almost like trap metal, dark trap, scream rap, which is like the newer version of new metal. Yeah, which is yeah, metaphor. yeah, which is taking yeah. like like the pop formula of like what really works and just throwing those formulas out. And then just smashing whatever they feel like together, and yeah. not yeah. caring about like verses, choruses. Like, hey man, this is this is what you get, and that's it. Um, Ghost main, Gizmo, like yeah, horror, Shark Tongue, yeah, horror. Yeah. Have you heard of the band Shark Tongue? 
I have never heard of Shark oh, Tank. They actually did not. a metacore version of the song Lose Yourself from Eminem. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's cool. Like, it's, it, and it, like, I, I, to me, that makes shows a lot easier to go ahead and show all these amazing up and coming artists, too, because then I can throw them anywhere. If somebody doesn't like them on this show, they have another chance somewhere else. <laughs> that, that was my exact um, thing, because when I was in a band, I was like, okay, I'm in a band. I have to write this type of music, and these are the people I can play with. And then when I was like, why, why am I limiting myself? I could just go by myself and just do whatever music I do and then just hire live musicians if I need. And then kind of play whatever show. I could go just get a DJ and play with a rapper. I could go play an yeah. industrial gothic show, hire yeah. dancers, or hire a guitar and drummer if I want to play a metal show. Like, For sure. <laughs> That's really like cool. Yeah, yeah I was... as a solo artist, there's so many different things you could do. I mean, you could, it could just be you and a track. It could be you and a band. You and a track and half a band. There's all kinds of... You don't even really have to tour if you don't want to. Like right now, all the local promoters are like, Hey, Sam, when are you going to play again? I'm like, I don't know. I'm good just yeah, releasing stuff and... Whenever I feel mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's it, that's another interesting thing. One of the things that, like, economically and sociologically, I think that led to this uprising of us is, well, I mean, COVID, for one thing, I think made it necessary, you know, for us to be able to work individually and for us to be able to work online. Um, But even before COVID, it's it's been interesting to see that the industry come to a place where touring all of a sudden is an option. And in fact, for a lot of people, it's not even an option. For a lot of artists, it's a privilege because a lot of artists can't afford to do it at all. You know, right. um, you, but you can make an you can make an active living as a solo artist selling your merchandise online. You know, without yeah, ever cool. setting foot on a stage. Well, that's not necessarily. Hey, Mad Clocks here. What's up, buddy? Hey, and that's not always necessarily the case with being in a band. And you don't have to wait for everybody's permission either. You don't have to wait for everybody to agree with you. You know, yeah. right. what he said there is exactly it because like the whole jamming practicing writing like the process becomes so complicated and the, everything just takes long versus like hey Caleb write me a song hey Sam write me lyrics right. okay yeah, two right. days later like good good to go like it's just yeah. makes you kind yeah. of more self-sufficient and you know makes you want to up your game mute, buddy. yeah yeah for makes, sure well like and the, if we get the jollies to collaborate or work with other people, we do. We collaborate with each other, you know. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can just do that whenever. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Yeah. Hey, what's up, Matt Clark? Hello, man. So we've been discussing the, uh, the uprise of the genre-fluid solo artist and all the conditions that have sort of led to that. But we all, everybody here kind of fits that to some extent or another. Including you, I know you're sort of rooted in hip hop, but you're definitely genre fluid. I mean, you, actually, have a, no, you roll you a lot it, of different influences in your shit. You know, if you pay attention to, to Nate's work, this bad clock. If you pay attention, mm-hmm. for a minute he's doing rap, but he's also doing like a slow rock metal. Sometimes. He's got an acoustic EP. You know, his first EP yeah. is acoustic, and then then the, boom, the next album's like you know, kind of horrorcore, but not really. You know, there's a, yeah. there's a lot of interesting. That's what's up. So if you guys don't know who yep. Mad Clock is, Mad Clock is an up-and-coming artist straight out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He's also part of First Angel Media. And if you guys want to hear more of his music, you can need to go pay attention to BTMX because he just dropped his brand-new video, Hellfire, on the 26th. 
who has lovely ladies like Mrs. Red and Hella Rotten in it to, you know, make that whole, his whole dream come to life. Um, we also shared it on our gaming channel because it was based off of his dream and also off the game Devil May Cry. So, and it had, I like, love that game. <laughs> um, yeah, my favorite video game series, probably, if I had to pick one. So, and right now, his YouTube, his link is actually on Facebook for you guys. If you guys want to go over and check him out and still be a part of the show to ask him any questions, you can go right now and check out his music. Just yeah, want to let everyone know that that link is there as soon as you join in. Um, I appreciate that, Will. Yep, that's what we do here. We're about helping, you know, support one another, especially as a as a host and a DJ. I mean, the girls can probably, you know, verify this too. Where you guys being multi-genre it makes our life a lot easier because, <laughs> especially because it's like based on what song of yours matches what fucking mood we're in. Hundred <laughs> so, percent. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, glad to hear that. Doesn't always make our lives easier because then we got to market this shit, you know. <laughs> oh my god! When I, I go really into the don't. targeting part, it's like, who do I target oh. for this one? It's like yeah, every exactly. time I target it, is different. <laughs> every song, exactly. Every song, every video, every release is totally. Yeah, I have to change up my targeting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we get, we get put into the, the trap metal genre a lot of the time, but uh, we've had so many like, you know, those like Spotify playlists and stuff like that, where, you know, you submit mm-hmm. songs to be placed and all that. Uh, we've had so yeah. many of them tell us that it wasn't like, uh, like it wasn't wrapped enough to, to qualify right. as trap metal. And then like when we try to submit to a metal playlist, it's usually like, well, this is, you know, this is like Mallcore or something. Too, too like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, because like you guys, you guys kind of have the trap beat, but then it's like you do like just straight up thrash too, you know? Right. Like, I mean, every single one I saw the, artists, the devils straight up thrash. Every sure, single one yeah. of these artists have actually been on one of our playlists, actually, actually at the same exact time. This was <laughs> every, it. Every single yeah. one of you <laughs> were on a playlist at the same exact time. I actually had a fan because you know fans could comment on your playlist. Um, once mm-hmm. that uh. We d- I did it wrong. <laughs> you did it wrong? <laughs> because she was expecting one genre, and then I bitch-slapped her with another. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, very, it's very rude of you. <laughs> beat you, Max. Let's do it right, though. I'll write one song, and you'll be like, all right, this is a bop. This is cool. And then I'm going to reach around the corner and bitch-slap you with a completely different genre of music. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I find yep. that creatively liberating. I know that's like, you know, oh, it's not sure. like listening to an album or if you're in a certain driving mood, you want the exact same BPM over and over. <laughs> Just play the song over and over if you want. But as a creative, like it feels so limiting. Even like writing an album with a band feels like a chore where yeah. I'm like, okay, if I got paid enough, I'd do it. But I don't really want to do it. Because I was done with the band politics of everything, like just the stupidest shit. It would be yeah. like, an argument over like the band logo, like oh god, who fucking cares? Yeah, right like, now? As, like let's make as, a song first, and then it, as a genre fluent, as a genre fluent artist, for all of you, the question I have is: Is it uh, for you to be successful, especially as up and coming? Um, is your team as much as important? That you have around you, like the ones that support you in your music, the ones that help you, you know, tell you where where you're fucking up. 
or where you should fix it if you're going to follow this path. Do you is having that type of people in your life uh, legitimately what you needed to be successful? Absolutely. Even Absolutely. more so. Yeah, I think even more so than I mean. The thing is, is like as a solo artist, it's really easy to disappear just up your own ass if you if you let yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you do have to have those people, preferably at least one who's not even a musician, to kind of be able to like be in your life and say like, "Yo, let, let's let's refocus, let's regroup, let's rethink," or to call you on Dude, things that may not be the best. It really comes in handy because like when I was in a band, I was just writing music with musicians, and as soon as I became a solo artist. I have like my videographer for videos. I have my photographer for photos. I have different producers for music, and then I even have a like a therapist just to kind of help me navigate and yeah figure out when I'm writing in a different mind state. Sometimes I get stuck, so I'm like, help me get a writer's block. Uh, I'm struggling with this topic. How do I kind of overcome it? This uh, environment or this new connection is a bit difficult to navigate. How do I get through it? So just taking help, genuine help from people with a different perspective really helps. It may not For seem sure. like Well, I'm completely much, different but... from all of you then because I don't – it's always just been myself. I see how you are. Yeah. <laughs> you don't tell me what the fuck is wrong with that process and then fucking be willing, like, fly off of it. You're shit that you don't want to hear from people. You know what I mean? Like – it, not even negative, even constructive criticism is hard taking as an artist because you take your shit very personally. And I'm like, no, this is the best one I've ever wrote. And not that the next guy's <laughs> like, well, it's absolute trash, but he's going to, you know, go, well, you could have done this different. This, you know, well, maybe try this. And then all of a sudden you're like, all right, I get you're being constructive. And then it's like, but it's my song. Like, why stop it? You know, but you have to be really willing to be open and be like, you know what? Maybe you were like, you know, all right, fuck it. Let's try it. If it doesn't work, it won't work. But. If yeah. you didn't try it and it would have made the song, that's your problem now. Like you're the ignorant one. You know what I mean? So yeah. be willing to be open and take perspective. And even if he doesn't change what you do in the song, the next approach should be, you know, taken differently because, you know, the people around you that you trust, your team, the people around you, all that shit, they you should value their opinion. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I think my my dad always said, you know, my dad and I, we both come from theater and um the advice he always gave us growing up in theater because, you know, he was he was a theater. He was my theater teacher, too, uh, for a number of years was he always said, you know, if you ever get to the point where you play a role perfectly, quit. Don't ever play that role again because you've yeah. got no reason to. There's nowhere to go but down. The don't ever do it again. If you've got nothing right. left to learn, quit, you know. And I've taken that advice into every facet of my life, including music. If I ever if I ever record the perfect song where I think there's not a damn thing I would change about this, I'll never record another song again. Here's yep. the secret, though. That'll never fucking happen. Yeah. You know, objectively <laughs> speaking, that's never going to happen. And that's why we keep doing it. You know, you got to hate the last thing you did, you know, that's oh, what yeah, keeps yeah, us absolutely. going forward. Creatives, especially like you, you got to want to be able yeah. to progress the next step and evolve. Yes. If it's not like the better you, like what's the next you, you know what I mean? Even if it's right. better, it has exactly. to be different than what you've already done. It has to be different. Yeah. What's genre the next fluidity idea? is like the core of that because I can do acoustic one minute and then do hip hop the next and I can go play in a rock right. band because I do that now. I can do this. But, you know, you can't stop progression doing that. There's no way to stop progress. Yeah. 
I think and not everything scary. you do has got to be the best thing you do. Yeah, that's. I think that's be. what scares people because, like, everybody, whatever, but most people, especially band formation, they really like, you know, we're gonna write the best album. We're the shit. And I'm like, I'm just a dude, man. I just write music. If people like it, good. If you don't like this one, maybe you like the next one. If you don't, whatever. Like, yeah, just keep going. And I don't care what people think. See, see, as a host. He uses music for mental awareness. Um, I see a I, we, I speaking for myself, the girls can uh, your opinion next is that we use your guys' music for strength, and it's a lot easier to use a, a, a solo artist who's jumping genres than it is to actually stay with a band who just has the same sound mm-hmm. throughout the whole fucking album. Yep, because it. it yeah. Great, it has one or two good songs, and now you have a whole album of shit. Right. Basically, it's, it's like... really hard to write an album where any more than a couple songs will actually become memorable, like down the line. Right, right. It is. Yeah, yeah I generally, like, do think... I see Drake and Let's the Big Thing for you guys to do that. Right. Uh, what did you say, Matt Clock? Uh, when's the last, like in recent times? When's the last time any of us have had a full-length album that you can listen to front to back and love every song? Like, well, that's that's all I do, but I'm a weirdo. I'm stuck in the album days, and I'll die on that hill. But uh, I have to review albums for like Media Channel, this banger TV place I work for, and I have to give bad points. I cannot only talk about right. good points. Right. So. Right. I like that where I'm like, no, no album is perfect. The whole thing about not right. writing a perfect album. So it's nice right. to tear apart an album, even if I. Nice, you paid for it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and so when was the last time I added an album to my um, to my collection that front to back I thought was just like, oh my god, probably the newest yep. Zeal and Ardor. And I think like fantastic. I get. Yeah, the New Zealand Ardor, I think, is an album's album. Like, that thing front to back is a friggin' masterpiece. I, I think that, I get about one of those a year. I Probably find that, like, uh, artists like that that are actually able to create a diverse enough album where I feel like I'm going on a journey, I would want yeah. to actually listen to those. And if I feel like I heard five songs and I don't know what's happening, then I lose yeah. track. But Well, if- oh, like, interesting, yeah, I think that's what makes a... Because an album's got to be like a movie, and no movie has the same kind of scene over and over and over and over again, right? Like, I mean, I like I'll, I've been kind of going through like this past weekend. I've been going through like an old school Morbid Angel phase. I just listening to old oh, school. Oh fuck Angel. yeah! But what? And I love a Morbid Angel, but it's like I listen to half an album and then I stop, and then I go listen to another half of an album and then I stop. I have not listened. I've been listening to Morbid Angel all weekend, and I haven't listened to an entire album all the way through. Why? Because every single Morbid Angel album sounds like a Morbid Angel album. I know what I'm getting. It's true. You know what I mean? It's there true. is no journey. You know, there's, yeah, slamming riffs, badass blast beats. I love what I love the sonic textures of it. The songs, uh, Domination. That's the one Morbid Angel album, front to back. I love every song. That's the like, same for me. Oh my god, that's such they're a not album. really that kind of yeah. bad. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, it's a, that is a front to back an amazing album. That was kind of right. one of those lightning in a bottle albums. But for the most part, like or Napalm Death. If I listen to Napalm Death, I'm putting them on shuffle. You know what I mean? But like Slipknot, I'm gonna listen to the whole album because I know that that's gonna be like a movie. You know what I mean? Nine Inch Nails, that's gonna be like a movie. 
you know, right. and those are a different kind of album. And that is the kind of artist I hope or aspire to be. And I, I know the album format is dead and uh, I'm still going to keep making them. Like we're kind of, I'm kind of there right now where like my, my entire discography so far, like I can handpick mm. every song from each project and be like, those are my awesome. But I don't think I've fully made an album yet where front to back I can listen to my own shit over and over again. Like I haven't Yeah, I don't think I have yet, but like I want to be like Credible Filth did it. I can listen to a ton of their shit from like ninety four all the way to like two thousand here and there, pick mm-hmm. this song out of this album not but an amphetamine front to back is flawless to me. So like they mm-hmm. they made that album. You know what I mean? I want to be able to make that album right. actually. Yeah. I, I, I think, feel you. Yes, I know what I you mean. I think if you do enough, then maybe one of those will end up like, I've made albums and right. EPs before, and I'm like, I go back to like a couple songs or a few songs. I'm like, yeah, right. this is this is worth playing live. People don't care about this one. Uh, yeah, this right. Is, this is like yes. a nice mm. late night drive listen. This is for that little sad kid. And yep. <laughs> this is for I the mosh pit or whatever works, kind of. That's all but, I do is I listen. What, do you girls, what, what is your girls' sure, opinion on this talk? Well, I'm the one who usually does the music list for our show. I've been trying lately to find songs that kind of deal with what we're talking about and the message that we're trying to get out to our family and our followers and the people that watch us and our community as well. But sometimes my mood gets in the way of that. But if I listen to a song and I feel it and it's in my mood, it will be on that list for that week. And sometimes her and I do listen to the list together and she's like, I need this on there and I'll put it on there. And we have found a lot of really good covers to a lot of famous songs and then other covers that people should not be fucking touching at all. (laughs) I've I've heard some shit like that. I want to touch oh, on something have. y'all said, though, ladies, because, like, you know, the way that y'all just admitted that you listen to and experience and interact with music, it seems like, based on what I've heard, a pretty universal thing, you know, mm-hmm. for people that listen to and love music but don't make it. They just love music, you know, and I would classify both of you as those people. You just love and know music, whether you make it or not, Right. On, um, yeah, honestly, and another thing too, I don't care about genre. If I'm feeling right. it, I can listen to it. I and I think that I, I really feel like that's most people. So here's the disconnect that I've been trying to solve. Okay, this is a math equation that does not yet balance. And Sam, you can help me with this because Sam and I are both disciples of Leah McHenry and the Savvy Musicians Academy. We both study her marketing techniques, and her marketing techniques are really based on marketing techniques that are used all over the world in just about every industry. But here's the disconnect I can't figure out. And nothing but respect for these people, nothing but respect for her and like Ari Herstand and all these people that have cracked these codes and figured these things out, paved the way for artists like ourselves, right? But here's the disconnect I can't figure out. In marketing, we are taught to niche everything down to a genre, to a subgenre. To a sub sub subgenre, even. Yeah, right? as specific as you can get. <laughs> and, yes, and market to those people. And yet, this is not how I'm hearing people listen to and experience music. 
Times so, are changing. See, I, 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 I can let realize, you guys speak, the and then I'll kind of like to that changes every day. Marketing changes every day. Yeah. That's why we make the music we do. Like when I started Silhouette Death, I wanted to hit people that only listen to country, or only listen to punk, or rap, or whatever else. Because there is always your friends are your best bet <laughs> because they are the genre specific people when they mm. fucking listen to your shit but when they listen to one of my songs they're like I really like that and I don't listen to shit like that so you can't see it was one of the best compliments you can get yeah. you have to broaden the horizon because marketing changes every day because I am in marketing see, for I think reason why company. So, why BTMX is doing so well is because when I started there, when I started there, when I met Dan, I told him I, I don't want to just cover one genre. And he's like, I don't do one genre. And I'm like, well, this is going to work out because my whole thing, all genres needed a platform for their up and coming artists to be heard. And a lot of you guys fit every single genre. Like I said, some places artists have found homes on our shows where their music just constantly love. They're getting nothing left than this like an eight and then we have other shows where they just bomb and the reason why i i, I believe that there's going to be these type of platforms so people sh should just stop focusing on one genre is because if they're truly trying to help music people who are making music for the world to, you know sharing your guys as part of you i think they need to be more open and acceptable to the changes that are happening not only in the marketing and business but also in the musical world because Tell me one artist that who has is not going to end up making that stride over that line to work with another artist. Every single artist I've interviewed, from heavy metal all the way down to instrumental and all the way back up to rap and hip hop, are all willing to work with artists outside their genre. It's really cool that you say that. Uh, basically, the fact that making the music for the people, I think that's where one of the main key points lie because. Uh, if you make music for selfish reasons and personal gain, I feel like you're not really doing the world any good. Uh, of course, we want to be full-time musicians and do get get somewhere. Yay, awesome. And it would be nice to kind of like, you know, study e-commerce and have great merch sales, play big shows. All great and create the music we want to create. But if the ultimate purpose of that is to kind of elevate people and make their lives better by doing this, then I feel like uh, the whole thing is becomes justified where we don't do it just for us. We kind of do it because we feel something and we let other people connect to that feeling. And um, touching on Leah's points where she talks about the niche marketing, um, I like to kind of break it down to projects. So if I am releasing, say, an industrial track, I would kind of get my mindset into that zone and kind of for a time period treat it like a little season where i will connect to there that audience go. for that song and i kind of study that audience and that culture and what they're into what their pain and pleasure points are what kind of mood they're looking for and how to talk to them so it's kind of communication and networking skills as well to kind of connect to different audience. If I go to some like, you know, crazy rapper and I'm like, hey man, how's it going? He's gonna take not take me seriously. So <laughs> <laughs> that crowd, like I gotta have a different persona, kind of approach it with the street slang and everything. That crowd will have code switch. 
uh, they'll 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 connect to that like aggressive uh, atmosphere. So I gotta write music for their crowd differently. A metal crowd, they probably get um, shat on a lot by society. So writing songs that get their aggression out or something will connect to them. So I try so to I write differently for different crowds and different types of people and do it in more like seasons where I can put myself in the right mindset. So I can finish my like, you know, little niche targeting here, here. And then each project becomes like its own thing. I think like you guys do the same thing when you I like that. Yeah. Uh, do your projects sure. like Mad Clock when you change up your sounds. You kind of are probably thinking the same thing that at this season I'm doing this. And this is I even describe kind of... it as seasons myself. Yeah, like the like I've heard the Mike cycles Patton say the same thing I go through. Yeah, it's it's definitely yeah. a seasonal thing. Like I mean oh, it yeah. even changes like with the months, you know, like Yeah. I get into My a different habits when the weather too. changes. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you guys, I hate to I hate to cut myself off here, but I'm gonna have to jump off. I gotta go I got a two week old to go take care of. <laughs> Yes, you right, do. Man. I'll <laughs> take care of that baby. Yeah. Yeah. Peace, Annie. Have a good night. Thank you all for having me. Absolutely, bro. See you next time. See you next time. I'm going to be taking off here, too. I got early morning with kids. So uh, thank you all for having all me. Right, I love jumping in. Right yeah, absolutely, man. Good we'll seeing you all. You all take care of yourself, man. Likewise. Good night, bud. In a couple of weeks, so me and Matt Clock are actually working together to actually do an interview on Unleashing the Best with him and the girls, talking about more in depth about the uh, music video Hellfire. Awesome. Yeah. He's got, uh, not only is also, he's let me Shadowville and overnight with his song with Steve, but uh, he's also read, written a, uh, a brand new one for the soundtrack, too called ghost and wall it's pretty great so, nice there will be new mad clock on the overnight soundtrack too cool. that's what's up yeah i think that was a good topic we covered because that's uh For sure yeah because it's it's kind of like the it's you know the the change of the industry you know like yeah they're there's still elitists in different corners of, you know, different genres, but I mean, it's yeah. so much like a uh, kind of laughed at thing now when somebody's like, you know, if you're making, if it's you're almost making like metal, a, it has to fit this kind of, <laughs> yeah, you know, they're almost yeah, like, right. they're almost like the, the boomer, the metal boomers. It's, it's like, legitimate. Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. The it's like of metal. Yeah. It's ridiculous. The boomers of metal. Yeah. All the elitists yeah. at this point are all like in their fifties and sixties. You know what I right. mean? Right. It's just, yeah, it's really got to be about the people. And if you do it for, mm -hmm. like, not just yourself and you do it for someone, like, something bigger than yourself, then you'll create stuff yeah. from, like, yeah. deep within, within your heart that you actually mean. And it, Not only like that, as somebody who actually listens to music more in depth, um, my biggest thing about music is you have to, for me to stay entitled to it and actually keep a part of thing going, and for me to want to actually keep, you know, attaching myself to music, it has to show emotion. It can't yeah. just be, it can't yeah, be. Yeah, I think that's what. A lot of, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of artists putting out music thinking it sounds great, but you can tell there's no emotion in it. Right. That's what like I mean. Like just... numbers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like when that's... they're just writing for themselves, like, okay, well, uh, we're in the same album cycle. Uh, let's just do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that's what people respond to at the end of the day is like, no matter what genre it is, it's like, do you believe it? You know, because yeah. I think if, if you feel like the artist believes what they're saying, 
then you can be a little bit more open to them trying something. You know, I think because it's like Vanilla Ice's genre switch too, right? But why do we make fun of him whereas we celebrate Mike Patton? Well, because when Mike Patton does it, he means it. Every time, whatever genre he's playing, he means it. Vanilla <laughs> Ice switched from hip hop to country to new metal, and he didn't mean a fucking one of them. He was just Look jumping on bandwagons. Tim McRoll and Nelly. Yeah. Like country yeah. and rap and R&B. And then when, there's yeah. uh, like at MGK. He went from doing rap off and on to. Right. Uh, and then, on but, on. you know, half the time he was playing rock, he was talking shit about rock bands. So it's like nobody believed it, you know? Right, and I think yeah. that's the difference. Yeah. That comes to another topic. When does an artist need to find a new label? Like when they start to realize that this is an issue where they're not be, being allowed to be themselves. Yeah. Do you yeah, mean like record it label? Comes down to authenticity. Like, yeah. That's. Uh, I find a, a lot of these. Uh, I've been studying a lot of the solo artists in the last few years. It's like I had this feeling, I guess, two or three years ago when I was playing shows that one day I was going to become solo, and I didn't know, but I was like. I'm seeing artists like Ghostbane, Scarlord, Corpse, and like Gizmo, even duets like Suicide Boys and other people. They're doing stuff like by themselves. They're not under another label. Their creative control is not controlled. Um, They kind of will just release an album, and if it's okay, it's okay. If it does great, it's great. And they'll just keep going. And I find that most of that creative control having to yourself allows you to do as you please and yeah. take your time and release stuff when you want to not be forced to do anything i find that part liberating like no one's like you have to write 15 songs and i'll just call them 14 of them garbage and this is the only one you'll put out and you're gonna go and look like this <laughs> you know i'll be like right. no i don't want to do any of that like i'll just right. do what i right. want yeah, <laughs> yeah. one thing i've always yeah and, and for was always never to be told what to do or how I should sound, or, you know, anything along those lines, because I've been there, and I've fucking been a part of that, and it's fucking taxing. It's taxing as hell to be constantly told what to fucking do and what to sound like. Like, I know if I signed with a label that I've been offered that I know exactly the first thing that would go would be my image. That'd be the first thing. All your branding, because they're going right. to replace yeah. all that. Yep. Be like, okay, we're going to yep. strip you down, fuck the face paint, fuck the mask. Fucking, you're going to have to do this. Plus, we're going to rewrite your songs. Sorry, old man paint. And, yeah, no. Absolutely not. Yep. Fuck that. Well, see, that's why that's why Deja and I started So Lunar Records, because we want to make the kind of record label that every la- every record label should set the template based on, you know? Like, you're the artist, you're in charge, you have the vision, you tell us what you want to do. We, as your team, will help you make that happen. You know? Which is the way it should always fucking been. It's the way it always should have been, you know? Like, we are going to be that record label that every other record label on the planet hates, you know? Because we're going to pull down the curtain on the lie. You know, yeah. we are going to be the only record label that will sit on the other side of the table from you, the artist, and tell you, you don't need us. And we're going to teach you that you don't need us. You want, you may want to work with us because we can help and we'll take a lot of worries off your plate, but you don't need us. And any label that tells you different is lying their ass off. You haven't needed a label in 20 years, right. you know? 
Right. But there are things we can do for you if you choose. But you're in charge. We're your team. You know, you tell us what you want to do. We'll help you make it happen. Yeah, I think that's a good approach to have. Well, has anybody noticed uh, Mama from Mama's Care and Share is actually here? Yeah, Hi, Mama. Hey, uh-huh. right there. Where did William, where did, uh, where did Shadow go? He went to bed. Uh, he had to run to the facilities. He went to bed finally. Oh, the uh, facilities. All right, <laughs> I understand. I thought yeah. I scared him away. I might want to check on him. He might be passed out on the toilet. <laughs> that, I'm telling you, though, as little as that guy sleeps, I wouldn't put it past him. Right. <laughs> 30, 30 uh-huh. seconds of silence, and he's going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> 30 seconds of silence with kids? Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, we have some comments on the YouTube page. I guess some people are asking. Uh, Twisted Psycho actually oh. had a few comments. Uh, All right, what's these? Uh, I feel what's like good? most of my songs are the same. Being an underground horrorcore artist, I'm not finding different ways to get the same idea across like I should be. I definitely need a lot of improvement. Uh, and I've been talking with Caleb about expanding into different genre and different thoughts yeah. ways i really appreciate everybody who has helped me throughout my musical journey thanks man yeah That's i i feel like you should talk about that caleb because he mentioned you <laughs> yeah well we have been talking <laughs> a little bit um yeah well he um you know he's he uh, yeah he is he's historically done horrorcore and he's he's got a good sound and a brand and an identity going but he has been uh you know wanting to take that step out into kind of, I guess, like more emotionally vulnerable territory, you know, mm-hmm. like kind of taking off the mask and going, actually, here's some shit I'm going through. And yeah. uh, the reason he and I have been talking about that is because that's kind of my whole experiment with the death of Zenith. You know what I mean? Like, because with MZNZ, and I'm sort of, I, I, I'm a unique kind of outlier here in the city. Well, no, the skeptic is with me on this. Like, we're solo artists and we're part of the band. You know what I mean? Like, we have two different things, right? So, but with MZNZ, um, there's always been that Legion persona, you know, and in MZNZ, I'm not Caleb, I'm Legion, you know? And so that it's not like it's a completely made up thing, but it is a certain part of me and it is a persona, you know? And I'm a lot of times filtering, uh, more vulnerable emotions like, uh, pain or fear or grief or things like that. Uh, in MZNZ, those get filtered into anger. You know what I mean? And Legion is the screaming demon wraith that, you know, turns the, vulnerability into anger the pain into anger the fear into anger and with the death of zenith the the whole experiment is to like remove the persona and remove the filter you know and just like let pain be pain and let fear be fear let anger be anger it's not like the death of zenith is not going to have some absolutely ape shit i mean my single with sam is heavy as fuck you know um but But there are going to be those yeah it is it is exactly there's a vulnerability to it even portal our song that you wouldn't get in MZNZ because Portal is a song about facing your inner pain. You know what I mean? And kind of identifying it for what it is. I think even like part of what that song means to me and Sam wrote the lyrics, but part of what that song means to me is kind of like identifying the primary emotion as the primary emotion, like just having the bravery to do that and go like, Oh, I'm not angry. I'm really fucking scared. You know what I mean? Or I'm really sad. Or, you know what I mean? Like in being a little bit more like targeted with that. Yeah, like when I, like after the stuff I wrote with my band, like uh, it's kind of like the same thing where my Astroth character is in, always in full demonic form. It's like, this is my final form. Right. <laughs> right. At, all, at <laughs> right. all time. 
you know, it's like you don't see me out of character ever. And I'm like this invincible dude where I'm like, okay, as Sam Astroth by myself, I could put on my course pain, I could get in character, I could do blood rituals, I could do all that shit. But I could also just sit down and just talk to you like face to face as a normal guy yeah. and that's all that's okay. I don't feel overwhelmed or underwhelmed or by doing that. I, I'm okay just tying myself down and ramping it up and we did that in the song kind of it's uh kind of overcoming pain suffering misery or any kind of emotion um so there is singing in that song that sounds vulnerable kind of like nine inch nails and there is screaming in yeah. that song like black metal dark funeral or dark death dying fetus and then there is like talking or talk rap like the dark trap stuff yeah where i kind of have yeah like i have some more more meaningful things to say in that part i kind of want you to understand so i'm kind of like just nailing it like making it understandable so i tried writing it like that where you're able to feel what i'm feeling and depending on what i'm saying if i if the part is aggressive then i'm probably sounding aggressive but if the part is vulnerable then i probably sound vulnerable the i listen to music myself and caleb strauss uh but a beloved skeptic dead dreams even i've listened to all their music and I just went through a horrible breakup, what, like, last year. And it's from my wife. And I was with her for, like, seven years. Me and Caleb got a chance to talk not too long ago. And he kind of got more in-depth of what my life was actually like and what my background basically is. And the people who actually know me from all those years... They only see like the invincible side. Who don't, people who don't know me see this whole persona I put on myself. I'm not yeah. myself. And when it comes right down to it, you, you got to use music to heal, or you got to use music to escape your life. And mm. me, the whole fluent genre thing I've been down with since since I was younger, because I would put playlists together that would feature anybody from like nine inch nails to body count then i'd go from them to eminem to uh like uh slipknot and then drop straight down into some edm or dark wave or techno like my playlists yeah. are not genre fluent ever and mine are nuts too yeah <laughs> yeah you've seen yeah. that like most of my playlists yeah yeah, okay. and I've listened yeah. to some of your playlists, so yes. <laughs> but isn't yeah. that interesting, though, that there, see, there's a connect there between artists and listeners, though, is because we all do have those different moods that require yeah. different... It was kind of like food, I think, you know what I mean? It's like, and tonight I want Chinese, you know? Last night I was, it was pizza, but, you know, and like tomorrow it might be fucking, you know, Thai food. But what, it's like, you, that's life, <clears throat> yeah. you know? Variety is not only the spice of life; it's the it's an, it's the inherent nature of it. You know, uh, every, yeah, it's just everything like how dynamics. Uh, just like a river, okay, going through, mm -hmm. and when you're going down the river, and that you don't know what you're gonna get. You don't know if you're gonna hit a rough spat spot, yeah. if you're gonna hit rocks, what you're gonna hit. So yeah. you basic yep. music's just like that river. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But, it's DJ Shadow like again. Welcome back. I like all those references, hey. like river, 
motions. Yeah, movies. for sure. Dude, yeah. Bitch in the box just got like way major deep on us. You know? <laughs> 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 it's a double step box. No, we were we were just talking about how like you know music and life are like. Well, he compared it to a river, and we like that reference because it's like you're floating down a river, you don't know what you're gonna run into, you know. And I think part of why we all respond to music that's like that is because we've all had very river-like lives, maybe even a little more than some, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we we've do all have had very dynamic lives. You guys do have a comment over on YouTube. Uh... Twist the cycle and leash I feel like most of my songs are the same. Being an underground horrorcore artist, I'm not finding different ways to get the same ideas across. Yeah, like there you I go. Should. Actually, we just answered yeah. that. Yeah, yeah Sam was actually that. reading that one. Yeah. 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 yeah we kind of responded. Because, see, Twisted and I have been talking a lot about uh, he and I are both kind of uh, experimenting with the same thing, which is stepping away from our kind of invincible, inhuman persona to do something more vulnerable. See, no. I offered, uh, actually offered him to make a meeting with me and Dead to see if he would like to sign with us so he can. I think you guys out. could really help him out, actually. I think he'd be a perfect fit for you guys. Because no, the very nice thing is, is um, our, our artist, uh, Professor Valine, he just dropped the, whole, the 10 songs today. Hmm. Uh, oh, did he? Okay, cool. Nice. Some of it. it it's, it's older music. Um, but he wanted to show where, where he came from as he's dropping this new music. So you get to hear a whole side of him that's not going to be the same when, it, when the new music drops. Um, because yeah. he wants to show a piece of his past. So all 10 songs are some things he's done over the years, projects he's worked with. And they all don't have the same sound either. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's um, you can go ahead and pre-save over on his Spotify. But, yeah, we, we, I reached out to him because I want to make a meeting with me, him and me and Dad. Because I think with Dead's music background and the networking yeah. influences that we have and having him focus more on the music instead of the stresses of media and everything like that, that he would become yeah. his. I think if he actually think, help he needed, I think he would be a phenomenal artist. I think he'd be really happy too, dude. And I think you'd get, dude, get Dead on him as a producer too. Man. Mm -hmm. Woo! Yep. I think he'd be a great fit for you guys. I think y'all would work really well together. Cause see, I think that's another part, hard part that's for uh, all y'all, all, all of you up and coming artists is not only do you have to balance life, but now you have to balance something that you're trying to turn into a career. Which right. therefore you have to figure out how to evolve. So in order for you to evolve and keep up, you have to be fluent. You know, fluent. Yeah. You know, well, to it's fun. Genre. Um, to catch with the, yeah, for sure. It's funny. Funny thing about Death of Zenith is I wasn't really going to like. I mean, this was going to be a little later down the line, you know. But um, I guess uh, a few things. Yeah, I got hacked, which sort of that was sort of the thing that set the sequence of events in motion of going ahead and doing it now. Um, and it's not like MZNZ has stopped necessarily. I mean, we're quiet on social media right now, but like. What we've decided to do until they're done uh, investigating the hack and we get full control of the pages back is we're just going to go ahead and finish the two albums instead of drip releasing them. <coughs> we're just going to go and slam them out. And, um, yeah, I mean, that way, whenever we do get full control of the pages back, we'd be like, hey, bitches, we're back, and here's two full-length albums. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I don't know if you guys know this, but I know Dead does because we do here at BTMX. And that's actually one of them. It was my idea. Dead said I was pretty smart for coming up with it. Is 
not only just with BTMX, but there's other podcasts out there and radio stations who take music in, mm-hmm. especially if it's new, and puts it out for you guys. So when you Local go to band trip, smoke out, so when you that, go to they, when, if you want a drip release, another way to do it is choose certain podcasts that relate to you that you've got connections in, and have them slowly release your album on the show well, that it is. Yeah, that's the, that works too. That works too. Well, and the, part of the part of the reason we've stopped drip releasing as well is um, is uh, there's just a lot of bulk recording happening right now because the overnight soundtrack is coming together in tandem with it and. That got kicked into gear a lot quicker than I thought it would because, you know, it's like uh, my buddy Alan Turner and I are doing the score together, but the soundtrack, uh, the soundtrack pieces, contributions from the other artists started pouring in really fast. And so all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I got to get my shit together and really work on that score. So it's just it, right now it just makes more sense to just kind of lock myself in the studio for a few hours a week and then come out with things from everywhere. You know, so which is more like I used to be years ago, but ah, uh, you know, fuck, life happens. <laughs> and then you got Mama's here. You got Ma- you also got the project going on that you're actually doing for Mama's show, Care Share, which yeah. is Saturdays. That's gonna be the next Death of Zenith song. Actually, it will be the first Death of Zenith song with my vocals. Is the uh, theme song. Nice. Very out into it. Perfect. And that will be the only place you can hear it. Yeah, it's it will be the intro to her show, and yeah, it won't be on Spotify or or anything. It'll yeah, that's how uh, that's how the underground show uh, theme yeah. is also. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I, I really think you should put that out. Oh really? <laughs> it is a killer ass track. It really is. A killer track. It was a, it was a fun one. Because <laughs> you can yeah. actually tag our show into it, even on uh, through your distribution. Oh. What's up? Yeah. Uh, Skeptic. You know the... Go ahead, Dad. Skeptic, I will have vocals and mastering done for Rotten Decay this week. Fucking A. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm so... This, that song's heavy as fuck. It's gonna, yeah. it's gonna be... It's sick. stupid heavy. <laughs> it's yeah. stupid heavy. Because it's stupid heavy. Because it's stupid heavy. Another song is gonna be at the underground show. Finally. Yeah fucking ridiculous i got like four monitors it's like it's like man like we did you guys in mznz we did uh garmin bozia and then dead went no nah, i gotta out heavy that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's like you think that's heavy hey what well, botb like, come over here guys it's like cradle of filth <laughs> and Demi border had a baby fuck you, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, yeah fuck me that's what you get for calling yelling at me and hanging up yeah i told you <laughs> for angry girl exactly. calling me <laughs> I can't wait to get I can't wait to get haunted out too. That's that's gonna yeah. Be, uh, haunted is gonna be y'all don't even <laughs> haunted is the next one that I'm on of theirs. And yeah. It's like the opposite of Garmin Bozio. It's, it's totally. Uh, the last time we, one of the songs that we actually played of yours is at the underground shows when you were still part of the band. The cover you did for Cradle of Filth. Oh, her Ghost in the Fog. Yep. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. Yep. Everybody yeah, that was, was my pick for the uh, overnight episode. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what was, the, what was the name of your band, Sam? Because that's my homework right now. Gonna... It's right there on the Facebook page. If you yeah. just go over and click straight on. Oh, it. is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Astaroth right. Incarnate. Yeah, they were Astaroth they were phenomenal. They were hey. phenomenal. Hey. Really badass. Yeah, I'm all about Symphonic. in love with your cover. Um, I also had. Uh, it even got like a heart 
from uh, Danny on Instagram because we were live on Instagram. Oh, nice. What he thought of cool. it. So, I don't think original person likes what you're doing. You're obviously doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> and you can, did you get to not care what anyone else thinks? You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, you have the, the guy who wrote it like it. Liking yeah. shit, you can say fuck you all to everyone. Exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I had fun covering it. It just, we uh, were going in that direction sound wise. So I was like, we could cover either Behemoth, Demo, or Cradle. But yeah. I guess we have a female keyboardist. So they have a female keyboardist. Compositionally, this feels about the same. Okay, let's do this song. And they Wait, agree. Yeah. It was, you did it beautifully. Yeah. Thank you. I got two of my your friends vocals, to. Your vocals was, tra was transcending. Oh, oh really yeah. His vocal, thank you. His vocals are always that way. <laughs> uh, I, I can't do like. I can't do Danny's, you know, Banshee scream, so I just kind of did my own thing. Um, and I, I think I that's had... what made it so unique. It's hard to do, too, because I blew out my voice doing that, practicing, like, singing with uh, Lovecraft and Witch Hearts. Like, that is my favorite album, because it's, like, the best of album. And, like, back when I first started, like, I would practice to that, and fucking I blew out my voice doing the high-pitched fucking mm. wailing mm -hmm. scream. Oh, man. Like... I was out of commission for like a week. It's unique. It's a unique, uh, a unique tone that guys get. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't get that high either. I, I, he just I did a song with Twisted, him. didn't he? Oh, he did. It, it was did. sick. Yeah, it was. It was actually like real fucking cool. Too. Was it really? <laughs> wow. I wonder if it's okay. Was, I'm gonna check that out. He was yeah. kind of doing this like black metal rap. I was like, yes. Right. Yeah. I was. I was all <laughs> wow. He also did. That's kind of cool. One with John Speaking of genre fluidity, yeah. He's supposed yeah. to be working with Ed Sheeran now, I think, also. Yeah, he is. Holy yeah. shit. Wow. Wow. Actually, he already okay. came out with a song with Ed Sheeran. He already came, okay. he already came He's out. Already it came out. Okay. All right. Who? Wow. Danny Phil. Danny Phil and Ed Sheeran. I haven't seen Sheeran. that, but I think I've seen a song with Bring Me the Horizon and Ed Sheeran. I, I saw that one, yeah. But no, I've just seen it in like uh, like a couple articles saying that Ed Sheeran was interested in working with Cradle of Filth because he used to listen to black metal when he was a kid or something oh. like that. <laughs> like, what? I love yeah. that. It's like, you know what? I'm yeah. going to make like... like club club. You guys mentioned <laughs> yeah. Twisted. Another artist that was on here, uh, Johnny Hellhouse. He Ouch. does cover oh, all uh, Oh, the horror. Yeah, yeah. 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 He does cover the pop song. coming on uh, tour with Orgy. That's fun. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw Oh the Horrors touring with Orgy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And who band. else? There was another band on the Septus, on the bill too. Dying Oath. Yep. Both. Sepsis and Dying Oath are, are both on it. No, yep. not Sepsis. That's. Oh, they are. That's what's that? You need to look at the with post. Orgy, with yeah. Orgy and Oh the Horror. Sepsis is on the bill. Ah. Okay. Cool. Good for them, man. That's that's dope. It That's another of, band that mixes a lot of genres together. So just, I mean, they're kind of genres. I'm just looking at metal. Just on there because of pavement. Yeah. What's up? Oh, uh, Substance is uh, signed to the uh, record label uh, Pavement Entertainment. Ah. So they also right cover bands like uh, Puddle of Mud. Um. You should really? check out Substance, Sam. You'd like them. They're they're one of the sponsors of BTMX too. Mr. Goodbar actually, the, uh, Mr. Goodbar's is part of the heavy metal band Subsis. He's also a rapper. Yeah. 
who likes he's a rap artist on his own yeah he he loves amazing genre he's willing to work collab with everybody he can he owns his own gaming he actually owns his own uh record label as well Mm -hmm. and he produces (laughs) yeah he's amazing that's awesome he's just an amazing guy I was going to actually um, ask uh, you guys to put, I guess, everyone's um, links in the comments for just us so I could I could just go check everyone out. Okay. Yeah. That'd be cool. yeah. Skeptic, Sam, I think, Sam, you've heard my uh, you heard my song with Blood of the Beloved, I Want All My Garmin Bosia, right? The mm-hmm. NZNZ song with, yeah, Skeptic is part of Blood of the Beloved. He's one of the guys on that track. So. Oh, cool. True story. Yeah. 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 Night- Nightshade joins us sometimes, but he works nights, so it's a little harder. Right. For but he does come on. He he does come and show his support on on Leisure. Yeah, he, he jumps into the yeah, like he does. into the comments yeah, and all he, that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. And then Dead, Dead Dreams of Silhouette Death. He's on. You know, his he's on the overnight soundtrack too. See, so. I, I love it when Knight's there because he's like the Slayer. I don't have to worry about shit when he's there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. <laughs> I don't even get to look twice, and Knight's like, Knight, okay, dude. Yeah, thing. Knight's kind of like me. He's just like, what? Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, the tour got canceled. What's up? The orgy tour got canceled. Oh, shit, really? Oh, it did. Damn. 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 This was supposed to be a part of that dying oath was. Oh, that was a good bill, too. It was. Did, uh, did Sepsis get to finish the tour with Otep? Because I know they kept getting, like, way no, late no. and it kind of... The whole thing got canceled, so it's just done. Yeah. They're not finishing it. Mm. Okay, I didn't know how that ended. Because that's um, that's one thing I want to try. Like I haven't toured uh, outside of Canada before, and I think as a solo yeah. artist, I probably have an easier chance of like just buying myself a U.S. visa and going on a North American tour by myself. Like be cheaper, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. a lot cheaper than taking a band. Yeah, from state to state. Yep. Yeah, and um, I'm just one dude. Like traveling would be easy as fuck. Is just travel with other artists sure. touring. Right. Yeah. So, like you have your own bus, like, or just based like you said on them, what music, what season you're in, and mm-hmm. do like mm-hmm. East Coast one year and West Coast next year, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah. kind of like fit what bill I could fit. That I looked at that and playing like I'm not gonna play until probably after summer. Or I have enough material out. Um, I don't want to like play a bunch of covers live. Yeah. I can play one or two, but uh, when I have enough of my originals, so I'm working on those, and they're kind of all over the place. Uh, like I don't know how to classify them, but they're they're all different. <laughs> so I I need enough material to kind of like put together a set that makes sense. Sure. On both sides of the on both sides of the scale. Especially. Yeah. yeah. Plus, a lot of them have features since, like, I'm working with other people. So it's like, how do I present that live? Um, well, do, you just, do you do their vocal parts too? Do you just write something else to go over it? Do you just cut it off after your part? Yeah. yeah it's like, I think I'm going to, like, because I'm collaborating with stuff like Lindsay Schoolcraft. She used to be in, in Cradle of Filth. Yep. And, like, she's, I can't sing like her. So I'll just be like, okay, well, this part, I'm just going to have out of the PA because I'm not even going to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> but um, other artists that I could probably, like, you know, do similar things to, I'd probably end up doing their stuff live just to compensate. Yeah. Um, but some I can't time. do. So I'll just let it be and kind of head back. See, I'm trying to... Point. 
I'm trying to solve that problem with when MZNZ gets back on stage is like I love all this new stuff we're doing for the Krim album. It really lends itself to live, you know, like well narcissistic cyborg we can do, lie to the apprentice we can do, but like uh, I want all my Garmin Bosia. The fuck are we gonna do that? One? <laughs> like, I can't, I can't do what either one of you fucking do vocally. And then like, and I, I remember when I did my when I did my kindness with Seed, um, he was like, he even told me like when he sent me back the stems, he was like, I know I don't have to do this live with you. You're gonna have to figure this out. This is your problem. So <laughs> here you go, buddy. Fuck you. <laughs> Twenty second screams. So Caleb, yeah. you already have yeah. the answer because you have the resources you work with first you work for First Angel Media. So when yeah. it comes to your part, why don't you just have like Mrs. Red or Bella up there dancing? Acting out the <laughs> <laughs> We don't have Steve with us tonight, so here's a hot dancer. I mean like have them dressed up as demons. And I'll just stand there and <laughs> have them dressed up as demons. <laughs> with wings and shit. One time I was joking with Pat. I said, you know what? If we ever do my kindness live and you're not there, I'm going to do your verse, but I'm going to do it like the guy from the B-52s. <laughs> <laughs> my kindness! My kindness! <laughs> or like Al Gore, you know? My, my kindness. kindness. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't do what Pat does. Pat screams for 20 seconds straight on that fucking song. It's ridiculous. You know? My kind I take a nap. I wake up. He's still going, ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sam, you can do it. Oh, I need to start jogging again or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I quit smoking and, like, my volume doubled and my lung capacity went up. And I, I don't can, I can uh, <laughs> scream for over thirty seconds, and oh, that's a that's a goal of mine. I've hit twenty seven, but I've never got past <laughs> that. Um, I just can't quite get to thirty. Certain Damn ranges. You both. So certain ranges, <laughs> like shrieks, it it takes your breath out faster. If you're doing gutturals, yeah. you only let go of so little breath. So that's yeah, the range I, I go, can yeah. manage. If you're doing like Lamb of God style like shouts, or if you're doing false chords, like forget it. It's not gonna happen. But if yeah. you're doing fries and you're doing like more controlled lower register yeah. voices that don't use much breath, then you can keep pushing your yeah. length. Yeah. How about tightening up that throat. This is the truth. This is the truth. Yep. This is the way. Yep. I don't know. I, see, to me, when Dad does his live show, he makes it look effortless. You know. Like, I was like, is he really singing? And then he fucking <laughs> yeah. sent me, like, a, a video on his phone where he's driving. And he's just singing it. Perfect. There's no microphone. He's just singing his own shit perfectly while he's driving with the same breath control. Like, yeah, I do that. That's how I get most of my practices. Most <laughs> yeah, people are like, oh, no. I practice in the car. It's really hard right? sitting down and screaming because you will get a cramp. Like, right Yo, in your like, fucking rib. You will oh, get a cramp when you're screaming. If you can get yep. past that, you fucking mastered fucking breath control. <laughs> you can do it standing up then. Standing yeah, up because... is easy. That's the easiest shit ever because you have full range of fucking your gut and your fucking throat and right. your fucking lungs. So another another great way for you to actually practice lung exercises for trying to scream is take a deep breath 
and then fall back on the couch. And as you fall back on the couch, you go, <sighs> and you try to go as long as you can. And then you stand back. Oh. Keep doing that until you stand all the way I've up. I've heard of that. You stand all the way up, and you breathe in. <gasps> and you do it again. And if you repeat that, the longer you hold that, <laughs> when you go to scream, you can hold it up. You know who taught me that? The singer from uh, 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 I think it's Soundbox. Yeah. No. Um, That's Spirit Box. Yeah, Spirit Box. She Courtney? actually Courtney LaPlante. Yeah. Yeah. She she gives you lessons on how to carry out your scream. That's, That's what's up. cool. I would take her That's advice. Cool. She's really good. She's from yeah, yeah. from the West End. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. She knows what she's talking about. She does like yeah. YouTube videos. I think doesn't she? Yeah, she does like YouTube videos on yeah. how to. Oh, for how real. Because mm -hmm. I took like I didn't take any lessons. I kind of just figured out how to do it. Yeah. But that yeah. took, that took Sanders. forever. <laughs> That's know? disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. I was the same way. I had like a mentor. yourself as well. I had a mentor that was a national touring act, um, Arcanium, and he taught me shit like cleans and everything else. I had to do my own, but growls and screams. Yeah. Those are the first things I ever learned how to do, and you learn pretty quick after you blow out your voice like twice on stage. <laughs> when you do it wrong, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah if absolutely. You do this, you're doing it wrong. So you gotta yep. like, it's always about the tightness and fucking slow release instead of fucking. The yeah, it's it, it's slow. never supposed to hurt. You know, that's the thing. Right, yeah. Never hurt. Yeah. No. Yep. Yeah, and uh, depends on the type. Like, I don't usually use false chords, but in deathcore, and like, if you want to get power out, you have to use false chords, and I get that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, just... not only that, like, if you're gonna like to try to do like a hip hop slow type sound, and you want to carry out that beautiful tone, you still need the same amount of breath that you need for a scream or a gutter. Yeah. So your breath control has to kind of just be down pat, no matter what style it is, and. Yep. Um, your power depends on what style you're doing. I had a song with uh, Kyle from by Brand of Sacrifice where I, he's doing his like false chord crap, and I'm like, I have to keep up with this. So that was difficult, <laughs> you know. I'm like, okay, well here goes nothing, like, and so I have to switch to false chords, and it's like taxing on on my lungs. But like, I can do it. It's just I don't prefer doing it. It depends on like what kind of vocalist yeah. you want to become. But being vocalist, you have that like luxury. You could just sing in a car and practice, or sing in the shower, and like I yeah. record mostly <laughs> in a car, yep. right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, me and Caleb exchange shit all the time, fucking video wise. What's up? Me and Caleb always exchange shit video wise, like actually, yeah, we me, do. Caleb and Patrick. Yeah. We could probably yeah. make a song that way, honestly. It really helps because, uh, like, getting feedback like that, because, like, growls are you write one way, raps you write one way, sing like singing, clean singing you write one way, and usually right. when you clean sing, I have to like I don't have like I'm not musically trained, so I'll have to send it to like someone who knows how to read music and be like, okay, am I singing this correctly? Can you correct my pitches? And then I have a keyboard and I'll just like play it. I'm like, okay, I'm singing it properly now. Usually I'm like there, but if I'm like recording, then I will just ask my producer to give me a heads up of the notes so I can practice. But that's I don't yeah. sing too much for me to worry about that crap. So <laughs> yeah, rapping now, and screaming doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so another good. We also got 
great news here at BTMX too. We're actually 30 away from having 300 subscribers over on YouTube. Once nice. I Yay! Hi. I, I subscribed to everyone that you got the thing for. We subscribed to you weeks ago, and that was Caleb's fault. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Mr. Nerf Herder. I push good shit. So uh, I've seen the comments that uh, my sis, my ex sister in law, made for you guys. She said that your guys' voices are like porn on the girls' show. Is that who said that? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 wasn't sure. I caught that someone said that, but I didn't know who it yeah, was. Yeah, ex sister in law. She said that your and Dad's voice is like porn. Pour some sugar on me from you too. Yeah. <laughs> she wants you to do. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Pour some sugar on me, and she oh, wants, I can sing the shit out that song. <laughs> she wants dad to do that. <laughs> she wants dad to do that female rap song, like my pussy, like my crack, like it's something. Oh, my neck, my back. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Now I want to. Oh yeah, now I I've got to hear a silhouette death cover that song. That, <laughs> yeah, like, has to <laughs> that needs to happen. <laughs> Yo, maybe, yeah, but if, 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 if he does this, then you have to do the voice that he you know he he played for me before the show, <laughs> <laughs> singing a whole song. The, the, the Peter Griffin voice. My my bad. <laughs> And we also want that auto tune country. Did you call music. Me yeah, the auto Yeah, come on, blood of the beloved. Let's get with that auto tune country. Oh, oh, it'll happen. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, we're starting. We're starting a new niche genre, Sam, called auto tune country. Right. Blood, okay. blood of the blood. I'm kidding. We're not. We're not really. It's, it'd be horrible. But we like to. Auto tune country. Amen. <laughs> Anything goes. If it's good, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see that ever being good, but I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> not only that, you never know. Everything auto tune sounds good, so it could probably end up sounding good. <laughs> that's that's not the that's not the goal. The goal is so <laughs> it's it's not to go. Like Quality shit. is not to go. Yeah. No, so the, the, the song like that's uh, dripping from sweet and low. Just dri <laughs> <laughs> the song that uh, the song of blood of the beloved that I'm guesting on uh, haunted the one that he was mentioning earlier. He he sent me a video <laughs> when he was mixing my stems in, and he just dumped I mean like every ounce of auto tune that his computer was capable of on the entire master track, and it just sounded like color fractals. Yeah, it sounded like color fractals. Yeah, he was like, he was like, so you sang this really well, but it doesn't really matter because this is what the final song's gonna sound like. Right. The goal is there was no sound like not music. It'll just sound yeah, like, like not like, music, no, like noise. Yeah, in but... line in order to hear it correctly. <laughs> but but it's valid because it's art. It's art, exactly. The there's uh, if you guys like are used to like you know if you guys think mumble rap is funny, there's like uh, if you know Hobson, he released a song called No Words. I love makes, that. I love you know that. Uh, you know that. Know, yeah, he yeah. actually I love doesn't Hobson. say a word, and Hobson, the song dude. is so catchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hops is great. I saw live. It was, it was great. Did yeah, you? Really? He's come to, oh, he's come awesome. to St. Louis a few times. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, he's great. He's great. He he won't take pictures with people though. Is uh, oh really? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he like he metal like you know he'll he'll stand there and talk with you for a little bit, but he just doesn't yeah. don't like to take he's, pictures. Yeah, right. No, I wasn't even about it, but the guy I was with was like, "Hey, can I get a picture with you?" And he was like, "No, I don't do that." <laughs> oh, huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Do that. You do you. Instagram later. <laughs> <laughs> Tagging me in it and shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, my boy Ops go way back. Right. Yeah. He, he he disses like everybody in his song, so like, <laughs> I imagine if somebody's you know like beefing no, no with pictures. somebody else is like hey, I don't want anybody to know where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, folks, um, I've got to turn in myself actually because I've got an early work day tomorrow. Right, it's about but, that uh, time. Time to well. time for everybody. Yeah. Don't worry if there's no shows tomorrow because there is no shows time. tomorrow. <laughs> no, no shows tomorrow. No shows tomorrow. You're right. First show no of the week tomorrow. is Unleashing the Best on Tuesday. That's a rapid okay. hip hop show. Yo, Def, we All right. Cool. I have an amazing list for you guys. Uh, we also have an interview with Mr. Soul at Death about his uh, those eyes. Uh, yes, right, underground show, so you'll get to see him and Draxus in the same room. Uh-huh. Uh, give a big shout out for Sean Kudo. Uh, his his Spotify playlist reached uh, 133 shares. Nice, awesome. Nice. Thank you, Mr. Sean Kudo. And uh, Dead's uh, Solid Death's actually Spotify playlist is actually going up later on tonight. Good. So good, good. Well, good. that'll have good shit on it. Uh, there's also going to be posters going up for uh, Cryptic Chaos, guys. So you guys will be seeing a lot mm-hmm. more posters from Soul Snatchers, Cryptic Chaos, um, the Underground Show, which we're very proud to announce that has reached already 15,000 people, and it's not even close to Friday. I want to say nice. thank you, guys. <laughs> 15,000. I, I almost had a heart attack when I seen that. That's big reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you, Sam, for coming and joining BTMX. Hopefully you can come yeah. over and join us at the roundtable. You're always welcome. And uh, come check out the shows and see which one you, you enjoy the best. Yes. Yeah, thanks for, yeah, thanks for coming. Guys. It was really nice uh, meeting you all. You guys are all awesome people. And, Likewise. Uh, good to meet you. Like yeah, to meet like, similar people. people that are into like the open-minded music world. And I think it's the mm-hmm. way of the future. And uh, it's where um, everyone gets maybe we can see more collabs with like Blood of Beloved and, and Sam. Yeah, oh, man, it, Blood of the Sam. Beloved, Silhouette Death, <laughs> yeah. these two artists here. Uh, Sam, all, all three of you guys need to check <laughs> each other's stuff be, out because you're all three, three of my yeah. current favorites. Mm-hmm. Ah, so I'm oh, a, I'm a, you are? Yeah, right. Oh, t- t- Teacher, pick me. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're putting together a whole album. The last track of it's going to be a cipher. It's going to be called the summoning. Oh, yeah. The last one was the conjuring. So this one's going to be the, the summoning. The yeah. summoning. Nice. Uh, well, I'm already yep. on your collab album, so I, I, yeah, you don't have to put me on that. I mean, but that's cool that you're doing another cipher. As, as there's going to be a, a bunch of a bunch of people on it. I mean, it's it's still people, yeah. in the very early stages of planning, but <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I'm excited about that collab album. That's gonna be dope. That the, the yeah. track with Steve was really great. I'm excited yeah. about the one with Danny coming out. Yeah, it's it's. The, I'm excited about the one with Danny too. Yeah, the Seed one was fucking epic, and that was like a yeah a song really we good. had in the works for like like a, a year and a half or something but oh uh, man it was originally just going to be I, a nightshade solo song and i was going to be guesting oh, okay. on it and there was a third verse and, and we were like trying to find somebody to fill it and like hey like, seed, there you go though. yeah seed yeah yeah, yeah but yeah, danny uh, danny ritter is uh she's like a straight up slam deathcore vocalist but she's got yeah bars, <laughs> you know? yeah so, dude her vote she, she, she was one of my songs. Yeah. yeah, she was one of my favorite ones on the first time for you guys. Did. She she caught a lot of people off guard with that too. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is yeah. she? Yeah. What is she doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. It's really great. Yeah. Hey, who says Cypress can't be heavy? Cool. <laughs> no exactly. one, not a goddamn yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. the Cypher that was the first Blood of the Beloved track I heard, and I was like, oh, I've got to check this project out. This is insane. And then the next yeah, one I heard was I Saw the Devil, and I was like, they do death metal too? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going to go ahead and tell you, you know, we're very thankful Sam has joined the BTMX family. You can go or actually check out his Spotify content. It's right there on BTMX. Um, he's part of the project yeah. of Death of Xena. Go check out Death of Xena, which, once again, is Caleb Strauss. It's his fault. He's everywhere. MZMZ, Caleb Strauss. <laughs> That's a zenith overnight. It's his damn fault. <laughs> All of it's my fault. Um, Sorry, I have ADHD. His mute is the video. <laughs> Those eyes for yourself. Leave in the comments behind what you think, what he did. I think I, I'm very impressed about what my partner did for the video. Like, out of all the yeah, videos we did video. putting together, I was very impressed with this one. Um, and the work that and time that they put into it, it, it came out. The best video he's done in a long time. So right. the rest of the show is this, yeah. guys. So we got Tuesday with Unleashing the Best at 8 p.m. We go on to Wednesday where we end up having Dead Dreams himself. You can see a live concert right there for you. Sam, you can go check him out and see if Sweet. you would like club or not. Um, then we go on to Thursday where we are actually going to end up having Good Beats and Spinning Fire at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And then directly after you get a pre-log to the underground show with Cryptic Chaos. Dead is the DJ on that. Um, then we go into Friday, guys, where we end up going to our beautiful girls down in the corner, at least my corner. Uh, they end up doing full snatchers for you guys, and they end They're up bringing up news, upcoming community stuff about LGBT. They're also going state-by-state <laughs> state with your rights. Um, they did New York last week. You can go check out that on YouTube. Um, but they're doing Florida this week. So let's see how yeah. bad Florida is, or have they evolved more than the other states so far? Um, we'll find out. Everyone should just be used to it. Just like, no, it's fucking yeah. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> they go straight from the rain, rain, Florida. Rain, so it's all right. No, they need, they need help. Oh. <laughs> they go straight from the oh. land of rainbow straight into hell, where. <laughs> no. <laughs> Into the, the dark carnival wastelands of the underground show where you end up seeing Soul at Death with me on the show, Sean Kuda 753. And then we end up having a blast because we play some clownish dark music, metalcore, singcore, horrorcore. We play rock, you know, yeah. metal, death. Metal. We also have Everything Vampy with us this Friday as well. So, a Vampy will be there as well yes. at the interview. Cool. I, will. Well, cool. I look forward to that show. 
For sure. And then on Saturday, we got Mama's Karen Share that moved from Monday to Saturday, so your week could be shit all week. And they <laughs> tell my Karen Share, talk about it. She can't help you. <laughs> Look, this week fucking sucked, man. I can't wait till Saturday. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah. That care share. Uh, Sam, so you, since you don't know, care share is actually built around mental health awareness. We want no one to ever feel alone. And we use, she uses, I'm her DJ. So she comes up with the topic, what you guys are going to be talking about. Like last week, when we were talking about criticism, bad and good, you know how people criticize themselves to a point where they're numb. We talked about that this last Saturday. Um, she'll be telling you guys the topic at, Friday, at Saturday's show. But we also want to hear everyone else's problems as well. She can address them to help you find better means to deal with them if you don't talk. Also, another thing, if you can't find resources local to you and you need help, BTMX goes out of their way to make sure we can help you find those links and resources for you so your life can become easier. That's really nice of you guys. It's very nice. Thank you, guys. Uh, and, and definitely, we also play. That's not a set genre show. That's another mixed genre show, like the girls. Yeah, it's, very, it's all over the place. Incoming artists based on the topic that she's talking about. So you have people have ways to relate, and it's not just once again it's genre fluid because everybody can't relate to one genre. <laughs> yeah, Ed's playing with his rolly chair. And we go straight after her show and twist the garden. <laughs> twist the gardens is still at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Unfortunately, we couldn't have it this Saturday because it was reported um, massively by somebody. Oh, <laughs> uh, but they got upset because I wouldn't read the comment. <laughs> Yeah. My mommy always taught me to only say nice things. So. <laughs> <laughs> or don't say anything at all. Yes. So I didn't say anything at all. He didn't like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, well. Mom told me never but, uh, you guys don't know what Twisted Garden is about. It's actually going back to its original theme where it's kind of like rolly music where we're going to be playing Nordic. There is going to be kind of mixed genre to it. Um, but we're going back to the original fill of it so we can get people to calm down and relax towards the nighttime. Not only that, get the get you creative and definitely uh, get your inner muse working. So especially a lot of artists watch it, so hopefully you can get your asses working on music. So <laughs> keep you guys going. So we're gonna go ahead and let you guys go once again. All right. Me and Deb Dreams are so proud that we are growing as fast as we are. Thank you guys for all your hard work. You guys well. are doing great. Thank you. Definitely, definitely go follow all these amazing artists and join them. Um, I see that Skeptic is now almost close to like 370 followers. What? On where? On Facebook. I seriously like. Oh, I'll tell you in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I had, oh, I had no idea. Thirty seconds. Blissfully unaware. Sorry, Yay. I was five thirty. You had three hundred and forty-one. Nice. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> you love to dump people on people. <laughs> thank you guys for all of the the shares and the support and getting us in front of people. We appreciate it. Absolutely. That's what it's about. Absolutely. We're going to go ahead and end the show, Dad. Yep. It's now up to you. All right. All right. Thanks for having us, guys. Ghosts Take care. And ghouls. Likewise.
Children of all motherfucking ages, that is the round table. We want to thank you for joining us. And make sure you click like and subscribe at YouTube. Check everyone out here. Because if you don't, we'll find you. Special <laughs> skeptic, he'll really find you. We will find you. All right. So, what <laughs> right, did you think of the Batman, Caleb, real quick? Oh, it was phenomenal. Agreed. The Batman was great. Okay. Yes, if you haven't seen the Batman, go see it. Yes, it's uh, it's very modern day film noir. I would compare it tonally to the movie Seven. Mm. If any, maybe Seven, a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit Zodiac. The Riddler was very inspired by the yeah. Zodiac killer. It was yeah, dark and uh, for sure. Yeah, no, it was. It was. It's it's dark. It's very just kind of dark, borderline like borderline horror movie. Not really horror, but borderline thriller, like borderline murder mystery thriller. Like, that is probably the only film I would actually go see in black and white. Honestly. It would it would it, look really good in black and white. Is it in black and white? It's, no. It is not. It would, but no, it would look good awesome. in black and white. Gotcha. It would work very well even. in black and white. <laughs> All right. But it does, have, it does have a lot of very, like, Hitchcockian lighting. You know yeah. what I mean? It's got that real, like, side-angle lighting. The heavy right. lighting. Yeah. Mm. But it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Go check it out. Great movie. Yeah, good stuff. I may have to. Do. Good stuff. Do. All right. All right. All right. That is the end of the roundtable. All right. Ghosts and ghouls and motherfuckers. I'll catch you guys on the fucking grave Cheers, side. Toodles, guys. Much Bye. love. Enjoyed it. Now it's just me and my show. Nah, fuck that. I'm out here too. Peace, motherfuckers.